Welcome to Digging Deeper in Grace, a ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Cedarville, Ohio. Our goal each episode is to dig deeper into the scriptures with a focus on our most recent sermon. And now let's dig deeper. Well, thank you for joining in with us. I'm Bart Sheridan, your host, and wherever, whenever, even however you're listening, we're glad you're with us today. We're doing something just a little bit different today with the podcast. A number of elders and staff members, a missionary, a part-time, or actually two interns, just returned from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, where we were attending the Basics Conference. It was sponsored by Parkside Church uh, there near Cleveland, and I've asked a couple of our elders just to come join us and share a little bit of their perspective on where we've been over the past three days. It was Monday through Wednesday. We are recording here on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I will give an apology to Rachel and to Libby and to Sandy. We are the three who were not quick enough to say, no, I got to get home to my wife right away. So anyway, we're here to just share with you a little bit about what we've seen. I'm here with Adam Hammett and with Byron Shearer. We uh, have the pleasure of serving as elders here at Grace and have for a number of years. So I want to start out, Adam, if you could just share a little bit about why the elders uh, go on retreats like this or opportunities to you know, hear the word. And of course, I'm saying a little bit about why we do it, but talk a little, little bit about the reason we do this pretty much every year well i think it's important for a pastoral team uh, and a team of elders to uh, to really build relationships with one another so that we just understand interpersonal dynamics that we really do uh, we're we're comfortable as friends we're comfortable speaking into one another's lives Uh, i mean scripture is just loaded with one another's for the christian and that applies to to pastor elders as well. And uh, so this serves as an opportunity for us to do that over a period of days. It's a retreat of sorts, uh, but also it's an opportunity for us to actually press into one another, to be uh, exhorted in the Word of God, to be encouraged and hear the preached Word and to discuss Scripture together over a period of days, not just a period of, you know, 10 minutes at the beginning of a meeting or something like that. Uh, It's an opportunity to pray together, to sing together, to just think carefully about pastoral ministry ministry together, and and then to really rub shoulders with, with other brothers that are tasked with the same sort of thing from local churches all over the country. Um, We've tried to do this at some larger conference venues that had 10,000 plus individuals. And frankly, I would come back from those feeling a little bit exhausted (laughs) and not really like I had had an opportunity to interact uh, even with the brothers from our elder team in the way that I would have liked. There's a lot of things that you face in a venue where you have thousands of of individuals uh, that are just at a practical level make it difficult. And here, uh, the number of individuals at Parkside was limited. Uh, The way they even set up the facilities for meals and whatnot was conducive to us just pouring into one another, encouraging one another, having discussions about pastoral ministry. I had a number of conversations with brothers from other churches. I had incredible opportunities to just interact with other elders uh, in a way that had not really been facilitated at some of these other conferences. It's just, it's just a chance for us to connect and, uh, and really grow together. 
Yeah, and, it, and one of the things that's um, it's really uh, good about things like this is that is that uh, like like Adam said, you there are people there were people from all over the United States, and there were and I think at least five different uh, other countries were mentioned: India and Egypt and and some other places oh, where India. people yeah where people were traveled a long distance to be there, and um, and here are a group of guys who are experiencing. A lot of stuff that we're experiencing no matter where they are in ministry and and there's also those who are going through some really I mean really deep waters hmm. um, having some extremely difficult times and and they came for for an encouragement not only from the platform but um, but from encouragement from the person sitting next to them or sitting around them and um, and to have the opportunity to sit at a table with these guys, listen to their story, you know, and and share our own story, and and kind of com- not only not only uh, uh, rejoice, but even but commiserate some, you know, it's it's just a, a, a great opportunity. And then the three speakers were just, uh, I mean, talk about talk about um, sharing the word of God and and helping us to really think clearly in relationship to areas of courage and our own personal weakness and um and humility and and the culture around us and what's going on and how to address that in in the in the emphasis of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel and the the power of his word and that's what we are supposed to be carrying out i mean it was just it was just very very good for us yeah. Well, and you bring uh, bring up the point of getting away. Uh, certainly, Jesus got away. Um, this I don't know that this was necessarily a restful time, but it was certainly a spirit filling time, or just our 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 souls were encouraged and, and filled. Uh, Byron, you talk about the idea of coming alongside other believers. Others have come alongside of us even while we were there, and just encouraged us, whether it was with a pat on the back or a uh, hello or talking briefly uh, uh, over dinner or after dinner, but. But uh, we have that opportunity to encourage one another. It reminds me of, you know, and this was mentioned a couple of times, the one another's of Scripture, and it reminds me of the need not only as elders to go do that, encourage other elders, but just throughout the church. Can we talk about that briefly? About, you know, that's one concept that hit my mind, the idea of just the need to reach out and really when we ask, how are you doing, dig a little deeper. Yeah, you know, it's it's so it's so interesting that sometimes, you know, people feel like the only the only ministry that I can have is if I have something where I'm standing in front of a group. And um and it's it's so it's so important to understand that um that in light of the fact that we are meeting together that we can we can have a ministry immediately when we come through the door. Mm-hmm. That, that we have an opportunity to, to be people of encouragement and, and people that, that can um, challenge and share joy and receive blessing from those that are even sitting around us in the auditorium. And, we, and, and so it's, I, th- I think that that's, that's something that, you know, it was easy to do that here in in um, in this in this meeting to go to talk to brothers and talk about what's going on in your life but but in in a sense that should be done in this in our auditorium right here too mm. 
as we're sitting around with brothers and sisters, just encouraging them, understanding that that we're we all come from different places, and um, and yet we have a, a lot of similarities. Mm. Yeah, and the vast majority of of pastors that I interacted with were not necessarily upfront guys. <laughs> They were ones that are operating in the background. I mean, yes, they're they're teaching in probably smaller venues or something like that, but most of their work is kind of just laboring in the background, caring for people in very practical ways, and uh, and that that's an encouragement. And uh, I think it's something that that really speaks to what we should strive for as a church and as a I know that Byron doesn't like the word community, but as a family here at Grace Baptist <laughs> Church, uh, no, just being willing to do whatever needs to be done. Look for something that needs to be done and pursue that and just bless others in doing that and, and not necessarily have to be recognized for it, but just do it because you love people. And, and the, other, the other thing that was really... Was really um, neat i thought during the course of our time together was the the speakers enjoyed each other i mean they loved one another what, yeah loved they loved one, one another, another. La they laughed together they joked with each other i mean it was kind of it was a joyful time yeah. and where this where it wasn't just you know these dutiful people getting in, in front and and, uh, and being a, a you know a, a big time challenge but it was it was it was an opportunity for us to to just enjoy just enjoy being together. Yeah. We experienced that ourselves around the meal t meal times. I mean, it's just good to not be there with an agenda in front of us of items that we need to necessarily get through in two to three hours. Um, it's hard to do that sort of thing in the context of a meeting, but just being there and enjoying one another and talking about our lives talking about talking about what's going on in our families uh, even back at the in the hotel room afterwards just a blessing the schedule was really important here and one of the parts of the one of the major parts of the schedule was that is was our opportunity to sit around tables at, at mealtime with various people and and it and i thought and byron how many times did you sit with the rest of us I think uh, twice. I thought it was only once. I remember, <laughs> but no. To speak to that, well, I, it was, I appreciate your spirit about this. Yeah, I mean, it was just so good to be able to go and, and look for an empty empty seat at a table and yeah. sit down with people and listen to them, listen to what's going on in their life, listen to what's happening in their ministry, and just saying. Yeah, I mean, basically, I didn't say much. I was just I just had an opportunity to listen, and I think a lot of times people don't have the privilege the opportunity just to be honest and and you know and and have people listen to what's going on in their ministry uh, gentlemen that we had i know adam and i had a conversation yesterday i believe it was and we were talking about um, there are times when people come to a church like grace they are excited to come but then they start looking around and they say wow they're just Number one, there's so many people here, but there are many gifted people here as well. And just grabbing on to something you said, Byron, it is very easy for somebody here, and maybe they've been here for a long time, and they feel like there just isn't anything that needs to be done. As I look through the even the, the lists of or the, the reciting of gifts in, in Romans 12 or 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 
I don't believe it's an exhaustive list uh, of spiritual gifting that is uh, that is uh, generated by the Spirit of God in us. But um, there are so many gifts, as you said, that are not upfront gifts. Can you talk a little bit to that person who says, I'm here at Grace. I don't know where I fit ministry-wise. What could possibly be done that isn't already done? Talk to that person. I think it's just a natural inclination for people when they walk into a church to um, think primarily about um, ministry venues that are more information trans- informational transfer in nature. And they think to themselves, well, that's already being cared for. Um, what else can I do? And I just, I, I hope that that the Grace family just will get to a place where they don't think that way. Another way I would put it is, and my wife uses this all the time, she talks about individuals that are here-I-am people versus uh, individuals that are there-you-are people. We need more there-you-are people. Individuals that are going out of their way to see how they can love and bless one another and carry out the one-anothers of Scripture's of scripture, whatever that happens to look like. A here I am individual kind of thinks, oh, I know what my gifts are and and I know how those gifts ought to be applied and I don't see how that's going to happen here, so I'm going to go elsewhere. A there you are person says, man, how can I support you in what you're doing? How can I come alongside you and serve in whatever capacity uh, I am needed and, and man, we just need more people that are that way. There you are, people, as opposed to here I am, people. You want to add something to that, Byron? <laughs> no, I, th- I, think that's, I think that's exactly right. And, um, and I, I just appreciate so much those people that... I, I really appreciate the on-the-platform on the people at Grace, but I, I also really appreciate the people that don't, that don't have a passion for being on the platform. You know, that, um, that, that just quietly behind the scenes do things without even a whole lot of Thanksgiving. Yeah. You, you and I were talking about this at the rad awards the other night. And, uh, we were just talking about the fact that, man, I'm embarrassed to say how old I was before I realized, oh, that coffee doesn't just make itself. (laughs) That bulletin didn't just materialize out of thin air. The, the, those tables didn't get set up on their own. Just be, uh, you know, pursuant in terms of things that you can be doing. And we just, we need people to, to kind of think that way. And, and we also need to recognize the value of those people. And one of the things that uh, Alistair did at the very end was talk about the the hours and uh-huh. hours of, of of time that people volunteered in early in the morning before we arrived, Crawling late like late ants, in the evening the after ants. we left. Yeah. I mean, just just the the tremendous number of of volunteers that were there, so that we could be we we could yeah. eat, so that we could have music. I mean, all the stuff went on behind the scenes that made it possible for us. <laughs> those weren't heroes. Those weren't those weren't staff. Those weren't Parkside staff. 
Those were church volunteers that were setting out the snacks, making the coffee, making sure that we had the, you know, resources that kept us informed of what was going on. And, and Adam, to your point that you made earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, that there are things that need to be done. It's not always the uh, often not the upfront stuff that needs to be done. But we I can think back to times when Sandy and I were in New Jersey, the little church of maybe 60 to 70 people who were there. And Sandy and I were looking for something to do. And we kind of came upon we we. Uh, drew up our own stationery and actually colored it in with colored pencils, just something fun to do. And it was, we designed it and talked to the elders uh, there at the church, but designed it, uh, Carney Bible Chapel, and then sent it out to the speaker that week. Just a, a letter of encouragement. Hey, thank you so much. There were some times, boy, that was a great sermon. There were other times where it was, boy, it was great to see you. Uh, <laughs> but but the point of the matter is we followed up with the speaker who spoke that week, uh, whoever that might have been from our church or from another church. We There were times when something needed to be done that uh, I know Sandy's heart was and mine was, hey, let's just jump in and do it. Somebody would wonder, well, who did that? Well, that was not important. There are things like that here at Grace. We have people who are writing notes to people. Uh, some na- number of names come to my mind, birthday cards. Those are not things that have to be done. Mm-hmm. Those are not essential to the ministry, or are they? They are. And these items of encouragement, helping somebody to, uh, to your point, Byron, telling somebody, even if it's an anonymous note, I see what you did. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, a, a word to a, I, I, again, this is not about me, but I, I saw a wife waiting for her husband today, and I said, do you know your husband loves you? I can tell he loves you. Mm-hmm. And and just, it, it, I think it made her day, but it's just those kind of things that we don't think of, but we need to be thinking about that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would encourage anybody who's listening, hey, look for something to encourage somebody. Just, it doesn't have to be big, but boy, it has big results. Amen. So, we were under the faithful teaching of Alistair Begg there at Parkside Church near Cleveland. Colin Smith, I believe, is out near Chicago in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Scott, two Scots, and then the uh, one hillbilly American. And uh, uh, I hope nobody is offended by that term, <laughs> but uh, I come from hillbilly roots, so I use it. And that is uh, uh, Herschel York. York. Herschel is down near Louisville. But uh, each of these men, very different preaching styles. But wow, what a what a, a teaching ministry they had with us during, I believe, seven 45-minute sessions or so. I'd like to ask both of you, what were some of the items that came to your mind, some of the things that you're going to be thinking about these next few days? We were in Jude, we were in Second Corinthians, we were in John, uh, a number of other books, we went back to Genesis uh, a number of times. What are some things that are, that are going to be percolating through your mind this week? I think one thing I appreciated was um, it wasn't just sitting under the preached word in a typical sense. Uh, That's another thing that this conference afforded us the opportunity to do is that it was a pastor's conference. And so it afforded the speakers the opportunity to preach to a very specific kind of audience. And uh, they were really just exhorting us to think carefully about our charge Um, And that was just a running theme over and over again. Think carefully about how we talk about the gospel. 
and to contend for the faith, what that looks like. Jude uh, chapter verse four. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, one thing I'll come away with is just really um, kind of a, a peace of mind and spirit to be courageous. That's something that I think I knew that when I became an elder, that courage was something that was going to be a necessary component of what we do. But they just really drove home the fact that this is even larger than perhaps we thought. It does. It's not just our specific context, but it's, it's big. Be courageous. Contend for the faith. Be clear about the gospel. Um, eter- eternity is, is at stake, and the Lord will use our faithfulness. And Full disclosure. Contending for the faith, verse 3 of Jude. I'm sorry. Byron. <laughs> I think um, uh, probably the biggest thing that uh, that uh, struck me was the the desire the the exhortation to have a heart for the gospel and a heart for people, and to and that we are we're we're not we're not just called to be leaders. We're called to be shepherds. We're we're shepherds of the flock. Where you know it's 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 uh, it's a it's a, a position, it's a position of servanthood as, as well as a position of, of responsibility. And, um, and, I, and, and, that, and what we do is we do out of a love and a heart to care for people, not to build a monument. Mm-hmm. Not to, not to, ha- not because of a personal agenda. Not to, not so we look great, but, uh, but so that, um, so that our, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ looks great. Mm. And I would add, um, it was Alistair Begg who preached twice from Jude, and, but uh, the reminder that what we are seeing today. In one way, it's nothing new in our society. This has been going on, the uh, turning from God and to sensual pleasures and uh, everything but God has been going on since Genesis 3. certainly taken on different forms, and we are in the midst now of just a real difficult world uh, for a believer to live in. Um, We were reminded that uh, in one session early yesterday morning, on Tuesday morning, by our own Isaac Shaw, uh, that uh, what we might think as persecution here in the United States is very tame compared with what many people are going through throughout the world. But uh, was reminded, though, uh, Jude talks about the idea, hey, things have been bad. We know things are bad. You need to make sure you are focusing on the gospel. You need to make sure you are keeping, as a number of people I've heard say here at Grace, the main thing, the main thing. And you know, essentially... It's elsewhere in scripture, but take take heed lest you fall, because leaders, I think, often have a mark on their back. Uh, Satan will uh, identify, and I think it's just good to remember that not only leaders, but certainly anybody else who is a believer uh, in Christ is a target of Satan, mm-hmm. and we need to remember that there is warfare going on all around us. It is real. It is not. I do not think it is at all allegorical. And there is real spiritual warfare going on. We need to stand up and fight. Yeah, and that's and that's another compelling reason that this re- truly is a family activity. That we need to know each other well enough that if if something is going awry in your life or you're straying in some way, that I just know, 
man, something's not right right now. What's going on? And I think this kind of interaction that we just had over the last three days helps to facilitate some of that. And it's something that I hope becomes part of the real DNA of our Grace family. Absolutely. Well, I I just uh, wanted to mention, too, a book that we have been going through in our regular elder meetings. Uh, It was written by Paul David Tripp. It's called Lead. Very simple title. I think there is a subtitle. I forget what that is. But the fact is, each section, I believe there are, how many sections? Eight chapters, maybe? I forget how many there are. But... um, talking about developing a good leadership culture. And that's exactly one of the things that you speak to that Tripp is talking about, the idea of knowing and being known within the leadership structure and leadership group. But that is a concept that is not only for the elders, that's for the deacons, that's for anybody who is in any type of a leadership situation, whether it be family, certainly church, maybe it's in a leadership situation in a business, but uh, having individuals who will speak plainly to you and know when things aren't right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so important to have that type of a, of a background with people so that they can know you well enough to speak into your life when you need it. Yeah. And if, you, if we don't have a, a leadership team that isn't formed by the same gospel grace that saves us, we're in trouble. And uh, that's kind of the central message of that book. What does that look like practically? Byron thinks that the book is titled wrongly, and so are many of the chapters. (laughs) He said it should be called Serve, because that is really kind of the heart of the book, that we serve one another and speaking into one another's lives, and by being willing to be exhorted by others in turn and that ought to really shape us as a leadership team but it larger than that it ought to shape us as a church family so and and really i know as as adam was talking about you know what the value of being uh together in this you know it, it we, we really did have an opportunity in our, you know, it, it, in the evening to really be transparent with one another, you know, to talk each, to talk to each other about, okay, what's going on in your life, you know? So, so, it, it, so we're challenged by the, by the stuff going on on the platform, but we were also, we also had an opportunity to really be challenged by each other as we were, as we met together, you know, and we spent some time together in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Amen. Great. Well, Adam, Byron, thanks for joining with me, and uh, Libby and Rachel and Sandy, thanks for giving us that extra hour to do so. We've been digging deeper today with Adam Hammett and Byron Shear, and we are so grateful to be back and looking forward to continuing to minister with those of you here at Grace Baptist Church. You can access Grace sermons and podcast episodes on demand by visiting gracecedarville.org on the World Wide Web and clicking the Media tab. We also encourage you to share your questions and comments with us each week by emailing them to contact at gracecedarville.org. I will mention that we've really appreciated the comments we've had about our sermon series, Understanding God's Will. We will be moving into Sermon 3 of 4. That is this coming Sunday, and we look forward to hearing from Tim Cockerell on that sermon. Please plan to join us again next time. We'll be continuing our discussion of God's Word. And until we meet again, I'm your host, Bart Sheridan, thanking you for tuning into this episode of Digging Deeper in Grace. Digging Deeper in Grace is a ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Cedarville, Ohio. Visit us online at gracecedarville.org and join us next time as we continue our discussion. 
In the meantime, we invite you to continue digging deeper in grace as you read God's Word.